you know, I'm on a team full of guys I've been watching play for you know my high school, my college career. And I'm on the team with them. I'm in the same locker room, same huddle. I just don't want to let these guys down. But we're going to fight for this position right now. Because I feel like I came in the fire. You know, I lived and died by this position. So I'm not going to give it up willingly. And like, if he come in and dominate me and take me, much respect to the vet. You know, I can't let Wink down. He put me in a position to be great right now. I can't let him down. I can't let him be wrong. Welcome into the lounge. We hope you all had a happy holidays out there. Yes. Hope you had some very nice Christmas ham. Yes. Because it's pig. <laughs> Obviously, it would be delicious. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, I had Christmas at my aunt and uncle's house. And they do, I'm half Italian. My mother's full okay. blood Italian. So we do Italian Christmas. We so do like lasagna, mm-hmm. meatballs, sa- sausage, of course. Yeah. Uh, top pick. Yeah. Uh, hot and mild. It was delicious. We did steaks, which was great. Steaks? Yeah. For Christmas. Yeah. I mean, Christmas is not like Thanksgiving, where Thanksgiving has a traditional... You can kind of go any direction. You can go Italian. Yeah. You can go ham. I feel like ham's a traditional one, but we go steaks. It was great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with steaks. And it was... I was in Ohio. It was like... It was way warmer. It was 60 degrees. That's crazy. Grilled grilled steaks. Grilled steaks outside? Grilled steaks outside, no, yeah. that's not Christmas-like. It was weird. It that's was very weird. No snow on the ground, grilling outside. That's nice. That's very nice. All right. Well, uh, we are happy to be joined by Jalen Ferguson, the rookie outside linebacker, third-round pick. Uh, we're going to have an interview with him. But before we jump into that, Got a couple emails. Yes. Garrett, why don't you go ahead? Sure. This one comes to us from Barth Poby And Barth writes, hey, guys, I think the NFL should start a new statistic for quarterbacks based on the number of minutes they did not play because they put their team so well ahead to win a game. What do you think? Lamar should get that the minute for all the fourth quarters he did not play and for week 17 that he's not playing for the same reason. So he's basically saying there should be some way to indicate right. this. When you look back at the stats, yeah. his stats won't be as good as they certainly could have. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it is crazy. I mean, he's he Lamar will have missed essentially two games. Yeah. If you add up all the time that he sat out with the fourth quarter, Miami, a bunch of different games, yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, so it's just wild to look at the numbers. I mean, he's going to finish unless uh, Jameis Winston throws five touchdown passes. Lamar is going to lead the NFL in touchdown passes this season despite missing two games. Yeah. That's cray-cray. Yeah. It is crazy. I mean, I don't know what that statistic would be called. I, I think it's almost like... Well, there is no statistic. I know. Uh, to Tabar's to point, that's Tabar's point. He wants that statistic. I don't know. But I think mean. that like a, a a efficiency score would be is essentially what he's talking about. Like how efficient have you been in the minutes that you've played? It's like quarterback rating. It is. It is. Quarterback rating, but quarterback rating, the one thing that with quarterback rating is uh over the course of the entire season, um, you can have a guy that has a high quarterback rating but only plays a couple of games. He may not be a starter. Well, for I mean, you'd have to qualify. Yeah. You know, you play a minimum of whatever sure. 10 games. But sure. Quarter, anything where you're taking the average of something, technically. There has to be a minimum. Is that, but yeah. there has to be a minimum. I mean, here, in all honesty, here's the thing. The, the, stats, the, the stats are not as good as they could have been if he had played the entire game the entire season. Uh, but he's still going to win the MVP, so it's not like this, it's, he's getting hurt by the fact that he doesn't have as high of stats. Here's what's kind of interesting. It, I think he, if he had played every game, one one stat and record that would have gone up significantly would have been the rushing record. Yeah. He would have beat Vic by significantly more, I think. he. Do you think 
you know, they said Vic's record would never be broken. Mm -hmm. Does anybody come along that's not named Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. beating his own record? Does anybody ever come along and beat Lamar? Yeah, I mean, sure. I think that there's, I think that Lamar is changing the game, and I think there's probably going to be more quarterbacks and more teams that see the success that he's having and the Ravens are having and build a team around a quarterback like that. Now, there's not many players like Lamar. It's not as simple as like, hey, you got to do with that quarterback, just make him Lamar Jackson. Well, there's only one Lamar Jackson. There's a right. reason that he's as good as he is. But I do think that over the next 20 years, like Harbaugh said in that clip, you know, a couple months ago, how many guys are going to be wearing your the number eight jersey playing quarterback? That is true. There's going to be more and more players that play that position and teams build their offense around them. And, and so could it well, at fall? A youth yes. level. At a youth level, I think there's going to be more coaches now who say, Hey, maybe I don't switch this kid off a quarterback. Yeah, maybe right. I leave leave him at quarterback. And parents now, parents are going to want to be the next Lamar Jackson's mom and say, "You're not switching my kid off a quarterback." Yeah, he's playing there. I don't care what you say. He's not going to wide receiver. Yeah, and so, but it, but it is always interesting, man. This it's it's always cyclical. You know, just when the running game it becomes in vogue, now it'll be the traditional pocket passer again. Yeah, oh, so yeah. It, it's just funny. But yes, I agree with you. I could see the record falling. Yeah. And when we look back on it, I wonder if people will remember, well, Lamar Jackson essentially didn't play two games. Sure. Could he, could he break his own record? Like, do you think he could break it next year? Would you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? Right. I, I mean, I, I actually think that I was surprised there weren't more really long Lamar runs this year. Like the Cincinnati one? Like the Cincinnati one. Yeah. I mean, the, which was what, 40, 40-some yarder? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there were a number of times when he got tripped up by the shoelaces. And, I mean, how many times can you think of Lamar getting up after running? Dah! You know, smack mm-hmm. his helmet. And, yeah. You know, like, I, I just thought he was going to break more big ones. And if he does that in the years upcoming, certainly he could break his own record. Right, right. I but agree. It'll be interesting. All right, another email here comes from Roger Evans. The email is, Lamar has brought a level of hype to the Ravens that I don't even think existed during the two Super Bowl runs. When I'm listening to press conferences, I hear different voices, mm-hmm. some from other countries. Yes, you do hear Spanish. Yes. You have some Spanish broadcasters. Yes. Who they don't ask their questions in Spanish. Yeah. But saying, I guess, you know. You, you yeah. can hear the, the yeah. little Spanish inflection there. Yeah. Uh, so he says, so I'm curious to know how different the media presence is now. Thanks, Roger. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now, here's how, here's how I'll sum it up. Now, you know, people shooting cameras, the, the uh, photographers here, and Chad can speak to this here, our producer. Chad, can you you want to talk in here? <laughs> um, you don't even have a mic. You're just you can't speak. You can talk loud enough for you can hear. From the <laughs> now we get the double decker press conferences, right? You got to have a chair behind the first row of cameras. There's multiple tiers of cameras. That's right. what it's like right now. Chad, can you talk to, about this? Yeah. So sometimes we, uh, I have Mink pull me up a stool so I can stand on the stool and see <laughs> over all the uh, all the people that are there that I did not have to do in the beginning of the year. Yes. <laughs> That's if I'm not standing on a stool already just to make myself look taller. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it is. It and it's only going to get to get crazier and crazier. Um, oh, once the playoffs starts, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. It is totally different. The the biggest thing that I would say that's different compared to the I wasn't here for the first Super Bowl run, but from 2012, is the way that the Ravens lead the discussion around the entire league. Like NFL Network, ESPN, the Ravens are the top of every conversation. Even in 2012, when Ray Lewis was on his last ride and all that, the Ravens weren't dominating the conversation. You had you had Peyton Manning and the Broncos, who were the best team that year. You had the Patriots, who who. They were both considered better teams than the Ravens. Yeah, I for mean, sure. I mean, the Broncos. The Broncos were the number one overall seed, um, and the Patriots were the Patriots who had won multiple Super Bowls. So um, both of those teams got far more 
conversation than the Ravens did. And also the 49ers that year with Kaepernick, and they were a totally exciting team. Like the Ravens were like the sixth sixth or seventh team down the list that you would that yeah. generate conversation. Not everybody this year saying the Ravens is a Super Bowl favorite to win it. Yeah, it, that to was get not there the case. And potentially win it. Not the case. So yes, it's definitely a different level of buzz this year. And and not to mention that the Ravens are just so fun. It's not that they're just good. Mm-hmm. It's that they're fun. They have the most exciting player in the league with Lamar. It's it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So soak it up. It's not always going to be like this. Enjoy it while we got it. Yep. Uh, but with that, let's get into our interview with Jalen Ferguson. I'm sure the avid Ravens fans know your nickname, but for the casual listener, they might not know that you are. Do you go by Jalen or do you go by Sack Daddy? <laughs> uh, I'm going by Jalen right now. I you gotta, go by Jalen. Yeah, I got to still call second. you Sack Daddy. Yeah, I got to get some more sacks first. <laughs> <laughs> got to earn the nickname in the NFL, basically. Yeah, Marlo been trolling me. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to earn my name now. Okay. That's hilarious. Well, how, how did you get the nickname to begin with? Can you give us the full story on Sack Daddy? Uh, it was like my third year in college. You know, it was right after my 14 sack season. So I'm already up. You know, I doubled my production from my red shirt freshman year. So. Yeah. I just came in from a full sack game, and one of my teammates was like, oh, man, you the Mac now? You know, you the Mac. I said, nah, I'm sack, I'm sack daddy now. <laughs> you're you sack know? daddy. Then it just stuck with me at that. I just kept going, kept going, kept piling on sacks. And, and you have you have some kids. You have a kid, multiple kids? Yeah, I got two kids. Two kids. So, the, you know, the daddy came along. You know, you had the sacks, became the daddy. Yeah. Just fit. Yeah, I had to bring daddy along with me. I'm still the daddy, but I got to get some more sacks on it. <laughs> I feel like the rookies have had that. Like Hollywood said that they were just calling him Holly earlier this season when he wasn't on the practice field because of injuries. So you yeah. guys got to earn it. Yeah, especially up here with the Ravens. Everything we got to do, we got to earn. You know, from the spot on the field to the nickname in the locker room, we got to earn it all. <laughs> Love it. Well, you've been awesome uh, this season and, and now becoming a Thank starter. You. Your starter, your rookie year, which is, I mean, not a lot of guys that get drafted here defensively, especially become starters as rookies. Because this this defense, as you well know, I'm sure, oh, yeah. you know, very historic. What's What's it been like for you this rookie season and getting thrown into the fire? I got through it in the fire here first. It's more like... It was not worried about how I'm going to survive or my survival. It's more like not letting these guys down. Because now I'm on a team full of guys I've been watching play for, you know, my high school, my college career. And I'm on the team with them. I'm in the same locker room, same huddle. I just don't want to let these guys down. Like, don't worry about what happened to me. I'm not going to let my team down today. When you first arrived here, was the jump to the NFL, like, what you expected? Or was it more challenging? Like, when you first get here and you're going through OTAs and you're going through training camp, what did you think at that time? I mean, I don't really think nobody know what to expect. Like, I had an idea of what was going to happen. I really expected, like, the way it hit me, because it hit me hard. You know, I came in and had my challenges at first. You know, I'm still going through it. My rookie year, you know, the year almost over, I'm still here. So, you know, I kind of found my niche. You know, I got around the right guys that steered me the right way. Here I am, you know, still standing. Yeah, your first start was against the Patriots, correct? Yes, right to the fire. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's as big, about as big of a start as you can get. Sunday Night Football against the defending world champs and Tom Brady and all that. Talk to me about, were you nervous that game? Yeah, I was nervous. You were nervous. So, uh, I like that yeah, you're honesty because some guys say, yeah, I wasn't nervous. But you were, you were a little yeah. nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous for every football game. Really? Yeah, stepping onto, it's not like college. You know, I went to a relatively, it's like a big, small school. Yeah. Now I step out on the field, and like I'm literally surrounded by thousands of people. So you know it's hard not to get nerve wracked when you're coming in. Yeah. Then playing against the Patriots, you know, historical Tom Brady, 
and all his, you know, Tom Bradyness. Yeah, so, <laughs> Tom Bradyness. Just going through it, just being nervous, but calming down because I got the right guys around me, lead me in the right direction. Just keep calm, play your game. Just play your game. Don't get up. Don't get too down. Just keep calm, play your game. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying that there's more fans at MT Bank Stadium than at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, just a couple more. (laughs) (laughs) You you talk about the guys who you've surrounded yourself with, which I think is a really good sign of a rookie. You know, find veterans who know what they're doing, good people to be mentors. Pernell McPhee seemed like he was that guy for you. Can you, yeah, Fee? Can you can you tell us a little bit about the impact he's had on you? You know, Fee Ben, that's my. You know, he taught me everything. I asked. We spent last night at Christmas. You know, me, Fee, and a couple more guys. We spent Christmas last night together. He had a big impact on me because I feel like I can relate more to him. Man, like. He's been in the game so long, he know how to break it down to me where I can understand it. Yeah. And that he's been through all phases. You know, he's been through his rookie. You know, he's been cut. He's been a starter. He's been in it all. So it's not no point that he haven't seen. I respect that. And I like having that insight on both sides. Right. You you guys kind of remind me of each other. Like, guys from the South kind of just play the game, like, with a dog's mentality. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're not all about stats. I mean, although you've put up some big college stats. Yeah. But, like, just, just out there to kind of kick somebody's butt on the other side. Is that kind of – have you guys bonded that way? Yeah, because, you know, this is one of the few sports, but one of the few – Activities in life where you can go physically assault a person and not get in trouble for <laughs> <laughs> you know, you I feel like a little intimidated right now. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't ask the wrong question next, man. <laughs> it's one of the few sports, you know, being bigger, you know, anything can get me sent away for a long time. So <laughs> why not take my advantage? You know, why not go against a bigger person or the same size person and do that same thing? Right, right. Establish my dominance, establish my manhood and everything that I do. Right. That's the whole purpose of the game. and That's the mindset Fee taught me. Yeah, that's that sounds like it's coming from Pernell McPhee. Right that there. sounds like he's ready for the Steelers game. Yeah. That's that's like a Steelers esque. <laughs> like that's yeah. how you should be thinking going to a Steelers. And you got your first career tackle against the Steelers. Against the Steelers. So what's what's it like going into this Ravens Steelers rivalry? You feel like you kind of have a little bit of a feel for it by now. I feel like I got to go out and give my best because I know they don't give me their all. They give me their best punch. I'm gonna throw mine back. I'm gonna throw mine first. It's all about who's gonna be left standing at the end of the day. <laughs> so obviously, you come here. In college, you broke Terrell Suggs' sack record for the most sacks ever in 45 college. 45 sacks. 45 sacks. Uh, what did it mean to you to break his record and then to come here and be drafted by the team where he spent most of his career? I mean, that was crazy because it's just like the way stuff lining up, it's almost like it was meant to be. Because who would have thought four years ago, you know, when I first came to college, I wanted number 44. So I was number 44 in high school, the same number my dad was. But 44 was taken, so I had to get 45. And who would have figured that 45 was a career sack record? <laughs> it was also Terrell Suggs' record, who would later I'll end up being drafted to Baltimore to ultimately, you know, try to fill in his role. So it just felt like it was all destined and lined up for me. And what did you think of all the, the buzz, like, a couple of weeks ago when people were talking about, you know, the Cardinals released Suggs, and he was saying that, hey, I'd want to come back to Baltimore. I, I was thinking about you at the, in that moment when all that was happening. I was like, well, what would happen with Jalen? Would Terrell step back into that spot? You breaking his record and probably looking up to him would think it's cool to play with him. Just how did you look at all that? I mean, I looked at it like nothing but respect for him. Like if he wanted to come home, then nothing but respect for him. But we're going to fight for this position right now because I feel like I came in the fire. You know, I lived and died by this position. So I'm not going to give it up literally. Like <laughs> if he come in and dominate me and take me, much respect to the vet. Right. Much respect, he always going to get first at the front of the line. But I'm going to put up my damnest fight for it. <laughs> and I'm going to run, I'm going to run, I'm going to run. I'm going to get it right, I'm going to get everything right. My step's exactly perfect. Because if, if I play over him, I want my game to be tight. Right. I don't want to leave no doubt in nobody's head. 
Right. It seems to me like that's your mentality on everything. Like you just, I, I guess it's kind of a theme that I'm sensing here. Like you just have a fighter's mentality on the football field. Got to, got to. So many, so many times in life where this whole opportunity could have been taken away from me. So now nah, I'm just grateful for it. So everything about it, I got to fight for it. If I don't fight for it, somebody else will come in and fight for it. So now nah, it's mine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it. I asked Wink Martindale uh, just where you've made your biggest strides as a rookie. I asked him this today. And he said experience has just been really big for you. I mean, just getting on the field and getting that. And he said, quote, I think this guy is going to be a really good player for quite some time. I really do. Because the way he attacks the game and studies the game. Can you talk about that, the way that you've studied and how much experience has really helped you grow as a player? I mean, it all, you know, fall back to come back to the league. Like, I have my, my ways of doing stuff in college. And I learned quickly that they don't work the same when you come to the league. How so? What do you mean? Because, you know, in college, we got different offenses. You know, we got the West Coast, the sling and running gun, downhill running. But in the field blueprint, almost every team is basically, you know, it's almost the same blueprint, just a different way. So, first I got to study my team, learn learn the stuff. And once I learn it, I can start translating it to the rest of the game. So, once I learn it and I see a certain formation, I look at another team and I notice that it's the same thing, just a different way. Just keep on getting that experience. Keep looking. Keep watching. And oh man, this looked the same. He did that on this play, so that means that this is about that. Oh, okay. There we go. I'm in the play. Right. Right. And right. it went from that slow process, like trying to figure it out, to okay, this was gonna happen. To boom, I already know what's gonna happen. Right. Or, what, boom, I know what to do. What's it mean to you to have your defensive coordinator say, "Hey, man, this guy's gonna be a really good player for a long time." Yeah, I get on my stuff. I can't let him, you know, I can't let Wink down. He put me in a position to be great right now. I can't let him down. I can't let him be wrong. Well, before we let you go, I was just chatting with you while we were walking over here, and you have the wild dog sweatshirt on from Lamar <laughs> Jackson. You said, Jalen said that he actually knew that this was an African wild dog before anybody even said it. Really? Explain. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, you know, I used to be real big in the animals. Okay. You know I mean? So, especially in Africa, because this was all, you know, basically all species started at. I already know about the African wild dog because it's one of the most successful hunters. The reason it's the most successful hunter because it's hunter as a pack. You know, I'm a bit teen guy, so, you know, my old coach would say, uh, Rupert Kifling saying, it's the uh, strength of the wolf is the pack. Mm-hmm. So it's all of us together. It's the right. same thing with the African wild dog. Like, you'll never see one by itself. Mm-hmm. Never. Even with our sweaters, you'll never see just one of us wearing them. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a lot of guys wearing I need to get one of those. I said to him, that thing looks like it's been through the wash a few times. He's got to go wear out of that hey, bad I'm boy. I'm proud of this. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. The quarterback gave it to me. I'm proud. I'm used to being on the defensive side of the ball, so we don't get no love from the quarterback. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm proud of this sweater. Awesome. Well, we're proud of the job you're doing as a rookie, man. Thank you. All right. Appreciate thanks, buddy. Y'all. Yep. All right. Sack daddy. <laughs> Why didn't you do that, that introduction? Sack. when Sack <laughs> I should have. I should have. You know, I feel like he's a pretty serious dude. And you heard him. He might have just, like, punched me in the mouth or something. I don't know. You got to be watching P's and Q's with Jalen. He, he is a serious guy, and we wanted to make sure we got him out on time because he had to go to a uh, special teams meeting. And so sure. we don't want to, you know, we don't want to get him in trouble here. He's a rookie guy. He's yeah, a rookie exactly. Here, so. exactly. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a really good player. I think the Pernell McPhee comparison is really good. Pernell McPhee. Uh, those first two seasons of his career played a huge role in helping the Ravens get to the AFC Championship his rookie year in 2011 yep. and then win the Super Bowl in 2012. Yep. So he had a huge part in those runs. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think that Jalen could – I think Jalen's going to make some big plays here. He's getting closer and closer. Well, he had he sacked Deshaun Watson. Uh-huh. So if Texans come back, he can do it again. Yeah. Uh, and you got Josh Allen. So he's been making plays, and I, I've definitely noticed him 
more. He stood out. One thing we didn't get a chance to ask him about, which was a phenomenal play against the Browns, was yeah. that play where they tossed it out on third and one. This was the Browns had a 6 nothing lead. Yeah. It's late in the first half. They're driving with the potential to go up by two touchdowns and close out the first half by doing so. It's third and one. They pitch it out to Kareem Hunt, and Jalen Ferguson had that puppy sniffed out. Just... Sniffing yeah. it out like a dope. <laughs> Took him down for like a six-yard loss. Yeah, yeah it's a great play. Earl Thomas almost got the ball. I don't know how Kareem Hunt held on to that ball. Right. That guy had stick him on his gloves. I want those checked. Yeah. I mean, that was a great play. I think he's he's coming along really well. I think it. I, I like his honesty and basically saying when he got here, he was a little bit waking up by the fact that the NFL is not Louisiana Tech. Yeah. And it was... The, it was a steep climb from, you know, probably more so than he expected and realized. And he yep. had to catch up quickly. And he's put in a lot of hard work. I, he's always a guy that I noticed after practice. Uh, it was with Purnell and, and now it's with different guys. Uh, but always working hand movement stuff. Like, they'll always, after practice, they'll yeah. have somebody kind of pushing him. And he's working just different hand movements in his pass rush. So you could see him putting the work in. And I agree with Wink. I think he, I mean, he's a big he's dude. Big. He's a big dude yeah, yeah. who's physical. If he can refine his game a little bit more... Uh, and he's going to get a lot of just hustle sacks too, mm-hmm. which Terrell Suggs is kind of the same way. I mean, Terrell Suggs is the most like quick twitch, explosive guy. I mean, he's a freakish athlete, yeah, especially later. But in he's his career, just yeah. big, physical, strong hustles, all those things. And Jalen's going to get a lot of sacks the same way. Also, I think that Jalen will really benefit from a full year off season weight room. Like just For the sure. guy that like he's a big guy, but he's a young guy. And so as he continues to like build, fill up, fill into his body, and yep. just get get more physically prepared for life in the NFL. He's going to just be a great player. So, all right, we want to talk a little bit about this week's game. Steelers coming to town. Obviously, nothing on the line for the Ravens from a playoff standpoint. Um, but there's a lot on the guy, a line for guys like RG3. Yeah. Um, and I think that I well, do do think that the Ravens truly, it's important for them to keep the momentum rolling. Like, yeah. I think that the they win want, streak. They want to keep it rolling. in a row. 14 and 2 sounds a lot better than 13 and 3. It absolutely does. <laughs> the only other 13 and 3 Ravens team lost in the first round <laughs> in the divisional round. So, so what? hey, I'm saying get to 14 and 2 and it okay. don't matter. Okay, gosh. All right. All right. Don't, bring the the don't bring down the mood around here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think you win 11 straight, you're like, I don't want to see this end. Yeah. And there are a bunch of players on this team who have not lost mm-hmm. wearing a Ravens uniform. Yeah. I think they want to just keep that rolling right through the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just never lose as a Raven. Yeah, this is great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that it definitely means something. And and like Wink Martindale said, this is still the Steelers. Yeah. We yeah. still don't like these guys. You yeah. still see black and gold on the other side. You want to beat them up. Yeah. By the way, can I just throw this out? My kid is trolling me. Brooks saying... Big Steelers fan every single time. <laughs> St- oh, Daddy, yeah, I, I like Steelers. I'm a Steelers fan. Just knows how to get under my skin. What do you do with that as a parent? I, I don't know. I mean, you need to lay the law down. It's that, it t- that, to me, says that you need to put your foot down in that house. This is a timeout? This, I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> This is a timeout time situation? This is the timeout situation. Oh, well, he gets wrestled every single time he mentions this. <laughs> just, it's, it's become a game now. I just wrestle him to the ground. So yeah. That was my, half of my Christmas was spent dealing with that because with this game. Did you get him a Steelers about. jersey for his birthday or for Christmas, I mean? Hell no. <laughs> that ain't happening. Ain't happening. Uh-huh. But, uh, 
Yeah, anyway, moving on. Uh, I do think the Ravens have a lot to play for in this game. I think they'll come out They'll come out swinging. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how this weekend shakes out because it's going to obviously determine the playoffs and give us a clearer picture of who the Ravens could face just to let listeners out there know here's the situation. The Houston Texans are locked in as the four seed right now. Okay, The, the five seed is also locked in with the Buffalo Bills. Six is a three-way battle right now between the Titans who are in the driver's seat if they win, they're in. The Steelers don't have to win to get in, but most likely they have to win and a Titans loss. So it could be the Titans, Steelers, or outside chance, the Raiders. Yeah, if all three lose, I believe it's the Raiders. The Raiders are in. Yeah. Um, no, no, I don't think I don't think the Raiders can lose and get in. I think the Raiders... Oh, can, sorry, they Raiders would have, have to win. win yeah, yeah sorry, sorry, yes, yes, sorry, yes. Um, so... That's the, the situation with the six. And then the other thing in play here is that the two and three seeds are not decided. As long as the Patriots beat Miami. the Miami Dolphins, then they will get a first-round bye. And personally, that's what I'm rooting for. I think the Chiefs right now are the Ravens' greatest threat. I want them to have to take the longest road possible, which means playing the wild card. Yeah. So I want the Chiefs to end up as the three seed. I agree with that 100%. And then you start thinking and about if, right. who you want the Chiefs to play in that first round. Well, I was also going to say if the Chiefs are locked in as a three seed, there's no way the Ravens can yeah. face the Chiefs until the AFC Championship. Yeah, yeah. You want Patriots and Chiefs on a crash crash course with each exactly. other. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. No, knock one of them out. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, who would you, you're saying who would you rather the Ravens face in divisional? Is that what you're saying? Well, I who think would it, you rather the Chiefs face? Right, because that's the sixth seed. I kind of think the Titans. I think the Titans are actually a team that could make a little noise. They're hot right now. Tannehill yeah. is hot. Uh, Derrick Henry can run the ball. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs' run defense is not great. Yeah. Their defense has been playing better, but if they just run the ball with Derrick Henry, keep Mahomes off the field, they're a team that could shock somebody and I think beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, I used to think the Steelers, but their offense is... It's not good enough. They're not good enough to hang. Yeah. I, I, I think you want the Titans to win. Go ahead and, and challenge the Chiefs. And then in terms of the divisional round, we obviously can spend a lot of time talking about that matchup you know, next week, but I, I think that... It's either going to be Buffalo or Houston. Ravens have played both of them. <laughs> Not necessarily. Well, I guess if the, if the Titans won. Sorry. Exactly. Yes, if the Titans won. But if I'm thinking between Buffalo and Houston, you know, the Ravens played both of them. I think both of them are, are good opponents. I would probably say I'd rather face Houston because of the way the Ravens beat them 41-7. to but, but I don't know. You're looking at Deshaun Watson. I know, I know. MVP conversation. One I know. of the best wide receivers in the game. Yeah, I know. I think I'd take a rematch with Buffalo. Much closer game, but much worse conditions in that game, yes. weather-wise, which I think greatly affected uh, how close that game was. I, I mean, that game. I mean, that oh, came down to fourth down, fourth down in the red zone. So like, and it was forty-one chugging a beer, right? And it was forty. It was forty-one-seven when the Ravens played the Texans. Um, but that game was a lot closer than the final score indicated. I think it was scoreless at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. Quarter. yeah. It was a lot closer. Yeah. And and Marlon Humphrey gets flagged for a DPI in the end zone on their Could first drive. It's a sure. different game. They go up 7 nothing. So, anyway, we'll have a lot of time to talk about that down the road. Everybody out there, enjoy this Steelers game. Should I do the big call? I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it doesn't have playoff in case. What do you right. think? I think it's, I think it's, it's a big a, win. It's, it's a, a big win. It's keep a, it, you keep it going? No, it's got to be more than that. It's not that. That was like what I did for the Bengals game. No, it's... Go ahead, whatever you want to do. All right, I think it's a medium level. <laughs> All right, everybody get ready. We'll see you after a big 